My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Are you a coach or aspiring coach in the online space? Do you desire creating a business that allows you to make money doing what you love? And do you long for the opportunity to create a business that provides you tons of time freedom and opportunities to create in your zone of genius without ever having to worry about finding ideal clients? I have a beautiful, amazing offer for you that will teach you my step-by-step process to be doing and having everything that you desire as a coach in the online space. This is my Coach to Cash free five-day challenge and I only run this series once every year. In the five-day Coach to Cash challenge, I will teach you my personal methods for unblocking your mindset and opening the doors to financial prosperity in your coaching business. Whether you're a new coach, a seasoned coach, or you're just listening to podcasts like this because you're hungry to create a business, aka you're kind of curious, this five-day free series is going to be for you. Along the journey, I will teach you my personal methods for things like how to receive one-on-one clients, how to remove the fear of not being good enough, and how to step into a place of activating your abundance so that clients come to you without you ever having to send a direct message or run any Facebook ads to find your target market. This is going to be the series that will get you truly centered in your business and have you so excited for what you do that clients just flock to you. All you have to do to join this free series is go to businessbabe.com cash. That's businessbabe.com slash cash. See you on the other side, you guys. Hello, my gorgeous souls. Welcome back to the Business Bay podcast. I'm so excited to be here for a number of reasons. <laughs> number one, this is a special season of the Business Bay brand. We'll talk a little bit about that more in the show. If you listen to the intro, you know the Coach to Cash series is opening. I'll talk to you guys a little bit about that. So I'm Basically, this is like Christmas time for me where I get to show up and support all of you guys in your businesses with some special free value. And it's something I do once a year. So obviously, I am super excited to be here for that reason. And then also, my husband and I just returned from a, how would I, what, what adjective would I use to describe this, honey? A, a beautiful experience being in nature with our trailer home for the first time, but it was also one of the most stressful experiences that I think we've had together. Um, So I'm happy to be back at my desk. I'm like, oh, desk, I love you so much. And uh, just feeling the vibe of being able to return home uh, is really, really special. So I've been, you know, in a whirlwind of personal growth lately, and I got back from Sedona, was home for a few days, and then jumped right into packing and preparing for our first trip with the trailer. And everybody wants to know how this goes, and I'm sure I'll do a whole podcast episode around it, but yes, it was really relaxing. I slept a lot. I read a ton. I chilled out. We took like a ton of naps, but it was really stressful because one of our dogs is just terrible in the car and with change, right? She's freaking out. There's some, there's some Disney movie that I'm thinking of where like the characters like, oh no, it's family guy. Okay. So there's a family guy episode where Stewie, like the house gets ripped up and it's open and he's like, what is this? I don't like change. And he's like freaking out about change. And it just reminds me of my dog. I feel like Lily was just absolutely terrible. She hates change. And uh, the driving long distance, I think, triggers her because the last time she had a long distance trip, she was dropped off by her owner to us. So, um, yeah, she has a couple of little wounds and scars. So it was 
very stressful and challenging. Uh, but I, I think, you know, sometimes those stressful, challenging things are what we get to enjoy and laugh about and celebrate down the line. You know, um, for me, I, I look back on the beginning of my coaching business as extremely stressful. I remember feeling so worried about money and uh, feeling this pressure to work every day to like hit income goals. And I remember feeling just this fear of like, is this going to work out? Is this not going to work out? You know, I've talked to you guys a lot about my coaching business and uh, it's very similar to that feeling of, you know, being with Lily in the car. It was stressful in the beginning, but I'll look back and laugh on it and celebrate it as a, a really beautiful memory um, that brings joy. And so for me, looking back on my coaching business, there were so many challenges and obstacles in the early days. And I look back on them and celebrate them, but I also have this really big passion in my heart to help other coaches out there never have to struggle ever again. You know, in our episode earlier this week, if you listened to our previous episode that we released, Jess O'Connell, one of my clients, she talks about how she was able to receive six figures in her business within the first year and the challenges along the way. She's really open in expressing you know, what she felt limited by and what she learned and what she celebrated. And, you know, it really is an incredible journey when you get to look back. And my goal and my intention is to help everybody get to a place where they can look back and celebrate how far they have come. And so oftentimes we don't get to that place in our goals or our dreams or ambitions because we get clouded by the lack of success that we currently have right now. You know, I remember Literally, I'd be at my desk trying to grow my coaching business, you know, being, you know, banging away at my keyboard. And in the back of my head, I'd be like, you should go get a part-time job. This isn't going to work out. You should give up. And when I switched from life coaching, which was where I built my original platform of success into the Business Bay brand that you guys know me for today, um, I had one goal in mind. You know, I could spend the rest of my life life coaching and help one person at a time. Or I could help one person learn the tips and the tricks and the strategies to help thousands. And I knew that this path was right for me to show up and support you guys. So coaches, you are so near and dear to my heart. Um, and I never want any coach out there to feel like years go by and she hasn't created the success that she desires. Before I quit my job, I remember I'd follow a lot of other people who were doing what I wanted to do. And I would follow them for years. And I literally watched these big, beautiful, successful influencers get their businesses off the ground from nothing. And I watched for years. And I thought to myself, how much longer am I going to wait? How much longer am I going to see other people doing what I want to do and, and putting it off for myself, right? And that was a really big moment for me was to see that, you know, I had been waiting for years and in the years I had been waiting, somebody else had built this beautiful, uh, successful empire. And so I don't want anybody to feel like they have to wait. I don't want anybody to feel like they don't have the tools they need or the skills or the steps or the strategies. And so this is why a big component of the Business Bay brand is centered around helping coaches. I help, I work with tons of entrepreneurs of all different kinds, but Every season, I open up this intention for several months at a time to focus and serve and nurture the coaches that listen to me uh, because I know that the coaches on the line, you know, maybe you're one of them and you're listening to this. Maybe you're a seasoned coach or maybe you're an aspiring coach. You're coach curious or, you know, maybe you've been in other industries of business and you're feeling the call to do and help people on a deeper level. I know coaching is something very unique. Um, it's a vocation. It's it's a decision to say, I'm going to help people overcome things that I have struggled with in my own personal life. I'm going to dedicate my heart to helping other people get certain results in their life so that they can be happy and feel good and have abundance or whatever your tagline is, whatever you're feeling called to do. And because it's a vocation and because it's this calling that we have to help other people, you know, I really want to do my part in helping you help as many people as possible. So um, we are stepping into that season now, as you can see by the, the promo that was at the top of this episode. Our free five-day Coach to Cash series is now open for enrollment. This is something I do once a year. 
and to get more beautiful um, coaching and tips and support, all you have to do is go to businessbabe.com slash cash, and that will take you to the sign-up page. Uh, this week, we this is our last sign-up week, so if you're listening to this episode, please make sure you go and check out that link as soon as possible. We are announcing, or yesterday, probably by the time this podcast episode airs, we are announcing our bonuses and our giveaways. So yeah, I'm not just talking at you for five straight days. I'm actually giving you guys grand prizes and epic, beautiful gifts sent right to your door. So, um, and you, all you have to do is participate to enter. It's really, really simple. You'll get homework assignments each day of those five-day video series. And your job is just to do the work. And I will pick three winners, first, second, and third place. Uh, and you can see all the details of those beautiful swag giveaways on that sales page, businessbabe.com slash cash. So, yeah. That's what's going on. And this all is in honor of the coaching mentorship program that I run once a year that is opening for enrollment at the end of July. And this is a program where I teach coaches how to build successful coaching businesses, how to build the empire that I was able to build myself um, and make money doing what you love by helping other people. So again, the details for that, you'll find out more on businessbabe.com slash coach. But I really, really want you guys to take advantage of that sign up page and get that free five day experience with me uh, for the coach to cash series. That's businessbabe.com slash cash. I'll put a link in the show notes if you forget. Uh, But in honor of the coaching series, today's episode is actually a replay and I'm really excited to share it with you. This is something I recorded last year and it is one of our most played and popular episodes that I felt like it was time to bring it back. This is the biggest mistakes I personally made in my coaching business. Yes, I share them with you. I am open and real and truthful with you guys and very, very honest about what for me uh, was, you know, looking back what I would do differently, right? So <laughs> I'm so excited. I love getting real with you guys and being like, this is where I messed up so that you don't have to. Um, and I think that's part of my job with you guys, right, is to be so vulnerable um, in the art of building a, a beautiful business. We learn a lot by failing and I don't want you to have to go through that yourself. So I myself am sharing all of my failures with you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And yes, this is a replay from the archive. And if I mention stuff, I might say things like about the coaching mentorship or the Coaches Make Bank series or Coach to Cash, whatever it may be. Um, just remember the Coach to Cash series is open for enrollment this week. And the coaching mentorship is opening its doors the very last week of July. So that's July 27th. We open up our doors. So if you hear some dates, in this episode, you can disregard and trust what I just said here. So anyway, thank you guys so much for being here on the show. If this episode speaks to you, if it resonates with you, if it warms your heart, do me a favor, screenshot it, share it on Instagram, tag me over at I am business babe. I look forward to seeing you guys on social media. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you on the other side of this episode. I always love episodes like this you know, episodes where I can just basically share how messy and fucked up my journey of entrepreneurship has been. And you get to listen and go, oh, wow, I guess it's okay that my shit's fucked up too. (laughs) Like, let's just do a good job of supporting one another in the messiness that is entrepreneurship. And I feel like sometimes someone should come out somewhere to design some sort of emotional support group for entrepreneurs because, it is a roller coaster, especially in the beginning. I mean, now I'm in a place where things are really beautiful in the Badass Business Babe brand. You know, if you don't know, I'll give you a little sneak peek. We are now a team of, there's five of us, and it's beautiful and incredible. We have a membership site. We have passive income, how-to products, DIY courses, also known as. And then we have group programs like Six Figure Biz Babe and the coaching mentorship that's opening up. I have been on a journey to get here. You know, today we make beautiful income in this beautiful brand. But when I think back to the journey of how I got here, there was a lot of mess. There were a lot of mistakes. And I think sometimes people, especially new entrepreneurs, are afraid to take risk because they are afraid they're going to make a mistake. When the reality is you fail upwards. The faster you fail, the quicker you learn what works and what doesn't work. And the quicker you learn what works and what doesn't work, the faster you can get to what does work. And then, boom, you're gold. 
And there's this early stage of like figuring it out, right? So I wanted to take that early stage of figuring it out and break it down for you guys in an episode of the five biggest mistakes that I've ever made in my journey of entrepreneurship in those early stages. I mean, now I can look at the whole journey of entrepreneurship and yeah, I make mistakes every day. I made a mistake this morning, made a mistake yesterday, but I want to really, you know, go back to that first section of my business, the part of my business where I was thinking about entrepreneurship up until probably the phase of making $10,000 months. So if you're in a position where you want to hit a bigger income level, this episode is going to be really powerful for you because I'm going to take and share some of the breakthroughs that got me to the multiple six-figure mark. I remember the year of entrepreneurship where I first hit sustainable revenue. Year one, I did $9,000. Year one, I was a mess. Year one, I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor of my boyfriend's parents' house. And in year one, I was hoping it would work. I was crossing my fingers and I was saying prayers while I was maxing out my credit cards. Year two, I made $187,000 by the end of the year. And it was amazing. But there was a lot I did differently. You know, when I look at year one and year two, I can almost see this split divide of transformation, this moment in time where I said, enough is enough, I am changing. And I'm pretty confident that was January of that first year of my business. So I quit my job in October, September, kind of around there. And then I went through the year trying and hoping and crossing my fingers. And then on that January, when the new year came, I set some intention to do things differently. I said, Lauren, what got you here will not get you there. It is time to show up and learn from the mistakes that you've made and do things differently. And I did. And it worked. So remember, what got you here won't get you there. And I have five mistakes of what got me there. (laughs) What got me to the multiple six-figure mark. Now, if you're listening to this, just a side note, uh, our coaching mentorship program is open And I would be honored to guide you on that journey. So if you haven't checked out the course, this is a once a year program. We are opening doors. Program starts September 31st. It is an eight week transformation full of group coaching call recordings, live Q&As, tons of training and content on everything from how to grow your business to how to grow your audience to how to make an email funnel to how to coach someone through an intervention, to how to have a sales call, to how to design a group program, to how to find clients. I mean, like I just go on and on, but there's a lot in this eight-week program. I encourage you guys to go check it out. You can go to thecoachingmentorship.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. So I just wanted to, you know, say that before we dive in. Okay, five mistakes, five biggest mistakes I made in growing my business. Number one, I rushed to grow my audience. I had this belief when I started. And also, let me just preface this by saying, when I stepped into entrepreneur space, I had no idea what coaching was. I knew what blogging was, and so I did that. And I decided I was going to start a blog where I would share all of my ups and downs and my messy life journey and the lessons that I learned and everything that I had been through. And I found a model Now, this is important to remember when you're starting a business, you want to find a model that works for you. There are tons of different models of business. Think about how Netflix makes money and then think about how a company like Target makes money. It's kind of different, right? Think about how Starbucks makes money. Kind of different too, right? There are different models. There are product-based offers. There are affiliate-based businesses. There are advertisement-based businesses. There are sponsor-based businesses. And so when I started the blogging space, I stuck to what inspired me. I looked at women who I would often browse on social media and websites that I loved hanging out on. Skinny Confidential was one. A Beautiful Mess was one. If you don't know what those are, that's okay. Don't worry. They're not relevant to this podcast. But I would look at these people that I really admired and I asked myself, okay, how are they making money? And the people who I really admired had big audiences and they were making money off of ads. So they would get a sponsorship deal for Canon, the photo company, and then they would mention Canon cameras in their posts as often as possible. They got money from sponsorship. They also got money from affiliate revenue. So for example, 
uh, one blogger I really love to follow, she used this beautiful photo editing software that I was really inspired by. And I went on her website and she had like three tips to editing your photo seamlessly. And then I clicked it and boom, it sent me to this beautiful article. And inside the article was a mention of the product that she used. And I went, oh, fuck, I want to use that product too. So I went and used it. And I made, she made money off of me as an affiliate, right? She was affiliated with that company. She got a special link and anybody that she referred went there. But the problem I had when I started was that this model wasn't really applicable to me. You know, I was trying to make money off of ads, but I didn't really know what I was talking about. So how was I going to find a company to represent me? And I didn't really make money off of affiliates because I had no success story and no tangible outcome to speak to. And at the same time, I didn't really know what products would represent within my brand. So it was the same problem all over again. On top of all of that, I didn't have an audience. So in that year when I was blogging, I didn't really see those first problems. Like, you know, the fact that I didn't really have a connected product to my brand and the fact that I didn't really know how to, you know, what products to pick to sponsor. I didn't really see those problems. The problem I saw was I need to make money. And in order to make money, I need an audience. So let me build an audience and let me do it real fucking fast because I don't have a lot of time. Right. I quit my job, pulled my 401k. And then I was like, all right, let me figure out a website to buy. Right. Like I did things kind of a little messy. Um, And so for me, there was this rush of like the sooner I can get people to follow me, the sooner I can get an audience to participate in my content, the sooner my Instagram gets to 10,000 people, because then when it's at 10,000 people will see me as successful and then they'll buy from me. So that means I have to, man, what a fucking vanity URL to chase. I mean, like it's a vanity number time and time again, Instagram following, email list, Facebook group numbers, like Facebook page numbers. We obsess with these things because we think in some way, shape or form, they quantify our most likely to be successful meter. Like what? None of this is true. None of this is true. You know, if you think about a store that 500 people walk in and out of, let's just say this store is so freaking good at getting people to come into the store, but nobody buys. What's the problem? The problem isn't finding customers. The problem is converting customers. And so this is why when we diagnose problems in the coaching mentorship in our businesses, we we look at all of these components because what's stopping you from creating wealth in your business might be different than what's stopping somebody else. So there's a really important diagnosing process to go through along this journey to recognize specifically what you need to work on. And for me, I didn't have this process back then because I was just starting and just learning the ropes. So I just got laser focused on growing my audience. Now, here's the thing. When you act out of fear, nothing works. Like legit, nothing will work. And for me, I was acting out of fear because I was in a rush. I was like, I have to hurry to find clients. I have to hurry to build my audience. I have to hurry to build a reputable brand. And when you're hurrying and you're in fear-based and you know nothing will work, you do a lot of stupid shit that isn't going to get you a result. For me, that was buying Instagram followers. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like on a website and it was like, oh, we'll get you to 10,000 in 30 days. And I was like, fuck yeah, take my money, right? But all those leads that I received back then, and to be fair, I just, you know, I don't have this Instagram account anymore. So if you're wondering, <laughs> no, this is not the badass business babe Instagram account. Um, a lot of those leads were not leads. They were really cold. It was like some dude in India and had no interest in my products, but thought I had a pretty smile. So he liked my stuff, right? There was never anything um, conditional about the people that we received that would allow me to think that these were potential customers. So when my audience got inflated and the engagement was very low because people weren't interested in what I had to say, they were just random followers, my algorithm got tripped up. And Facebook and Instagram have very... I don't, I'm going to use the word exclusive, but they're just very professional algorithms, right? They're very ex- advanced algorithms, and they will recognize when you have a boatload of followers that are bullshit. And so what happens? Your visibility drops. So now you're in this chase of like, well, nobody I have is a potential client. Nobody I have even cares about what I'm talking about. I have 10,000 people in front of me, but none of them actually want to buy my shit. What do I do? And so then 
you're down this rabbit hole of waste, waste of time, waste of money, waste of effort. And yeah, you get really, really confused and overwhelmed. So I did that in the beginning. I did that on Instagram. I did that on Facebook. And it was a big, big mistake. Looking back, I think the mantra I always go to with this item, and I, I want to share this with you, I must take, I must take action from a soul-centered space. I mean, always, always, always. And I must take action that solves the current problem of my business. Always, always, always. You know, those are the two things that I'm really focused on every day now because when you make decisions based on fear, they're often, they're often the wrong ones. And when you make decisions that are based in vanity, they're always the wrong ones. So really asking yourself, you know, what is my goal right now in my business? Is my goal to grow my audience? Is my goal to increase my conversion? Is my goal, you know, when we talk about the diagnosis and the coaching mentorship, some people will have a lot of people a lot of potential clients going to their pool, whether that's they have, you know, 5,000 Instagram followers. But of those 5,000, how many are get, of them are getting to the sales page of the product? And of the people getting to the sales page of the product, how many of those people are actually clicking on the product? And of the people clicking on the product, how much of those are actually buying it? Right? You see, and if you look at these pieces and you start to evaluate every single intricate step of the journey, solving the problem becomes a race to solving money and not just I need to solve a problem because I think this is a problem. Is it? Right? Because the reality is you could have an, an Instagram following of 200 people and you could be a fucking millionaire. So be really, really careful about what you choose to focus on and what meaning you give it because I was giving my low Instagram audience the meaning that I wasn't going to be successful. And if I just removed myself from that fear-based thought, I would have been able to see that that was not the problem I needed to focus on. The problem I needed to focus on was making money, which leads me to mistake number two. I focused on menial revenue. I don't know if that's the right word, but basically really small. I focused on really, really small revenue. So when I started and I didn't know about coaching and I didn't know about the e-learning space, right? E-learning is like, I'm going to design something on the internet that's going to teach you something and I'm going to charge you for it, right? That's the e-learning space. That's the, the space that all of us should be in because we're all growing influencer accounts. And as influencers, we are all capable of teaching somebody how to do something. I could be a girl who loves to post outfits and I could teach you in a course how to get the best deals or how to plan your outfits for the week. I could be a home designer and I could say, you know what, I'm going to teach people how to do this so they could pay me a lot of money or they could buy a course that teaches them how to do it themselves. E-learning is lucrative and it is advancing so quickly and we use this word coaching as like the umbrella of e-learning, but essentially we're teaching people how to do something. Now, I didn't know about any of that stuff. I was just like, menial revenue, help me make some money. How do I make money on the internet? Like that was what I was Googling a lot. <laughs> so I found these strategies of like, making money off of Google ads and making off making money off of Amazon affiliates. And so I would talk about a book that I liked and I would, you know, make a custom link on Amazon and do a blog post about it. And then I'd share it on the website. And then the next morning I would check and I made 50 cents and I was like, yay, I'm rich. I was focused on the menial things. I see people do this a lot because menial revenue is kind of like that low hanging fruit. And it can be really, really beautiful, but if the higher hanging fruit is juicier and more abundant and you like it better, you should shelf the, the lower fruit because you got to use some energy to climb that tree. You know what I mean? So I think in the beginning for me, I saw this low hanging fruit. Oh, you can make, you know, 50 cents per click or you can make $30 for everybody who signs up with your link, you know, and I would go after that for a long time. But what I've come to learn about entrepreneurship and building a business online, menial fruit is important, but it should never be your priority. It should be, you know, the extra icing on the cake. You know, right now we make, you know, probably $5,000 a month in affiliate money. And that comes from different places that comes from, you know, certain programs that I've taken that I refer people out to. It comes from you know, learning how to build a website in our VIP supported portal that, you know, links out to services like Bluehost and Kajabi. And there are cookies on the internet that track, you know, where those people go. But I'm not efforting any of that. 
right? That is all passive and that is all without my effort because as the entrepreneur and as the owner of this business, my priority is the bigger picture. My priority is the bigger item, the more successful item, the money, uh, the money that I am deeply passionate and connected to because I know that it provides and supports people. So I, rather than choosing to focus on things like Google ads or Amazon affiliates, I choose instead to really look at you know, those bigger picture items. Now here, tons of fear comes up. If you've never designed a program before, if you've never designed a group offer, if you've been in a position where, you know, you haven't been making the money that you've wanted to make, and maybe you don't have an offer out, I'd probably be safe to guess that there's a part of you that feels like you have nothing to say. There's a part of you that feels like you have nothing to teach. There's a part of you that feels you have nothing to give. Why would anybody listen to me? I know because I've been there, right? I focused on the menial revenue because that was easy, right? If somebody wants to buy a book on Amazon, I didn't write it, so go ahead. If somebody wanted to sign up for a product, great. I didn't make that product. Go have fun. But when we create things like courses and DIY products and PDF guides and audio trainings, there's an it is really easy for us to get into that space of like, well, why would this be good enough for anybody who's going to listen? And I want to tell you that if you're struggling on that mistake number two, if you're like, yes, Lauren, I focus on these things that are just shiny objects that really don't make me any money, look inward, okay? Why are you choosing those things? Because they're less painful? Because they're less scary? Because they require less work from you? Because there's a part of you that doesn't feel worthy for the big stuff? Go look at that, okay? Go look at your shit, girl. I love you. It's time to overcome that story because the reality is if you're listening to this podcast, there's something fucking brilliant about you. There is a reason why you're feeling called to do this work. There's a reason why your soul is deeply in that space of desire of helping other people and to make an impact and to share your message and all of the beautiful things that are calling you right now in your heart. Go listen. Stop focusing on the menial revenue. The menial revenue is a waste of time when you're in the beginning because $30 here, $30 there, you I, I can tell you, I, I, I made $30 here and there before, and I had to fucking bust my butt sending cold messages to people and talking about things, and I don't, I, that's not how I want to grow a business. That's not how you grow a business. That may be how you scrounge for money on the internet, but that is not how you grow a business. So shelf your shit, ladies and gents. Look at why the low-hanging fruit is so appealing to you and ask yourself what you have to do internally to shift that. Okay, mistake number three, I didn't hire a mentor. Now, guys, I know, as you're aware, the coaching mentorship is open, and this is like, yes, a mention to the coaching mentorship, but regardless of whether or not this podcast episode airs during the time of our launch, and whether or not you're even listening to it during the time of our launch of the program, hiring a mentor is fucking epic. It is transformational. It is everything that, looking back, transformed my life. I swear to you, it is no coincidence that the same exact season of my life that I hired my very first mentor. Now, let me also explain. I did it on a credit card at 0% APR that I took out specifically for this opportunity because I had no money left. I was on the edge. I literally had nothing left to give and I went for it. And I went in and I was like, this shit is going to fucking change my life. And within that season of deciding to hire a mentor hiring the mentor, and then just starting to work with the mentor, right? I'd say it's like a three-month like season. Within that time, <laughs> I found my dream house and was able to buy it. I got my dream car and was able to buy it. Got dream furniture for the house and was able to buy it. I made back the money I spent on my coach within the first month. And I kept going. And the reason it was so transformative for me, if I'm being totally clear with you, was because for the first time in my life, I did something that showed the universe I was really fucking serious about what I wanted. It was the first time I showed the universe and myself and my husband that I was not just hoping, I was dedicated to making this shit happen. And I was so dedicated that I was willing to put a price on it and put that money on the line. And in that energy, 
I went from being somebody who was hoping for success to somebody who was like, I'm going to fucking be successful. This is happening. And it is not a matter of if. This is a matter of when. And I'm going to make sure I do everything to make this happen as soon as I possibly can because this is what I deserve. Everything changed. Now, in addition to like those internal reasons why, right? Because I think honestly, you can invest with anybody who is of integrity, any coach out there, and you can get huge results and transformation simply on the fact that you're believing in yourself enough to invest. Aside from all of that, having a mentor allowed me to feel safe in my strategy and it gave me a strategy to model. And that's really important because when you are going to school to be a doctor, you shadow doctors. When you're going to school to be a nurse, you shadow nurses. When you're going to school to be an engineer, you take engineering classes and then you get an internship. We are always modeling. At every level of our life, we are modeling. And when we show up in the coaching space, (laughs) there are 500,000 different people to model. And some of them we're not too sure if they're actually making success for themselves or if they're just kind of saying that they are, right? And for some of us, we're looking at models and we're like, well, like I'd like to model that person's business, but they look like they have a miserable life. Or I'd like to model that person's business, but they look exhausted and burnt out. I like to model that person's business, but I don't really like their business anyway, even though they're making money, right? So there's a lot of conditioning here that shows up with the examples of people around us who are creating success. And our job is to strip all of that back and to simply ask, what is the one mentor that I want to call in? Who is the one person that I, if I was flashing forward a year from now, who would I want to be like? And sometimes, you know, we have mentors like Tony Robbins or Rachel Hollis or these people who you know, for me, that's like where I want to be in 10 years, you know, in the next, that's my, my 10 year, five year plan, maybe if I'm lucky, maybe a seven year plan. Right. But that goal, you know, for a lot of us feels really far away. So we have mentors that we aspire to be like that are completely outside of our life environment. And then we feel stuck on like, what's going to get us there. Hiring a mentor who is doing what you want to do, who is living in integrity to the life that you aspire to live that person is going to be so expansive for you, whether you're just enrolling in one of their DIY products or you're in a group program with them or you hire them one-on-one, they are showing you the secrets. And it's really, really important for you to find strength in that and find support and comfort in that and find faith in that process. When I look back and I have, I have multiple friends who are wealthy And by wealthy as entrepreneurs, I mean they're making multiple six figures. A lot of my friends are making that or more. And when I look at these people who I love, who are in my social circle, and I write down their names, and I look at their names on a piece of paper, and I say, okay, what do all these people have in common? They they do some very, very specific things. (laughs) Number one, they read. Number two, they prioritize their health. And number three, they invest in mentors. And it's like fucking crazy how simple it is. But literally every single person who is where I want to be in my life does those three things. So what are you waiting for? Right? Like if you know that's that's the secret, if you know that the secret is education and nurturing and, and growth within yourself and support from a leader who's just a couple of steps above you, what are you waiting for? Right? So that was my energy. And I look at, you know, my life from the moment I started my business to the moment I hired my coach and like what happened after that mentorship kind of ended everything that was magical and transformative happened within that process of me being like yes I'm ready to grow let's do it and investing in myself so looking back that was one of the biggest mistakes I made was not hiring my mentor sooner number four I didn't make worthy investments okay I love this one (sighs) You know, I'm going to share something with you guys, okay? I have always invested in myself. I've always invested in my business. In the early days of my life, I was conditioned to believe that investing in myself was not worthy because it wasn't something tangible that you could hold. So like I remember I would want to invest in myself to get my eyebrows waxed when I was a kid because I got bullied a lot when I was younger, that I wasn't pretty, and I just really wanted my eyebrows waxed because I felt like I would feel like a more beautiful woman. And yes, it wasn't anything tangible. It was a service. And I remembered if I closed my eyes and I thought about myself returning back from school after that summer, I was getting my eyebrows waxed and 
Then I thought about, well, maybe I'll get my nails done. And then I thought like, oh my God, my hair is going to be straight and I'm going to feel so good. And like suddenly from that one desired purchase, I had this version of myself that was so fucking high vibe and so elated and joyful and sexy and beautiful. And I was like, yes, let's go towards that. I was so driven. But my mom is like, well, you don't get anything for that $7 because your eyebrows grow back. And you don't take a product home with you, so that service is kind of a waste of money. Now, if I look at my conditioning, my mom's conditioning and how she got there, my mom was raised by a beautiful, successful, driven woman who came by herself to America when she was 16 on a boat, worked in a sewing factory, pinched pennies, and raised a family of five. So, of course, any money spent on service was a waste of money. Do your own laundry, pluck your own eyebrows, paint your own nails, right? Like that was my mom's energy. And so when I started to get older, I recognized I loved paying for services. I, I love to this day, I love having the cleaning lady come to the house once a month. I love when I can valet my car without the worry or the hassle of parking or finding a spot. I really take pride in investing in services. But in the beginning, I had a really hard time with this. So when I was growing a business, it was almost like that energy of what my mom taught me. It was like, don't pour money into a bunch of things because that's a waste if you don't get anything physical back. And when you're building a business in the beginning, you are making, I don't want to use the word risk, but you're taking chance and you're investing in things that maybe you won't see a reward on for a while. You know, just as an example, I'll, I'll give this to you guys. From last year to this year, we've really focused on really amping up the monetization of our passive income products. So our, that's our courses. So things like 30 Days to Launch Your Biz, uh, Grow a Massive Audience, Badass Sales, the MLM program, right? These digital passive products, we've been really focused on pouring time and energy into making this grow. Now, we looked at last year's revenue and we were like, okay, that was what we hit last year. This year we want to do something different. So we spent a lot of time improving those things, improving the email automation, improving the sales page, improving the graphics and the product. And all that time we're pouring energy, we're pouring love, we're pouring effort into this. We're pouring money into it too because we have to pay our staff to do these things. And the whole time, I'm not going to see a result at least not right away. So I have to have faith. I have to have faith that if I'm putting money, time, energy, and, and value into something that is going to come back to me. And trust me, girl, it has. Our digital courses now make up a huge percentage of our revenue too. And we've hit goals that we never hit last year with our digital courses. And it's been incredible. But we got there because I was able to hold faith in the investment. And I was able to recognize that this investment was the right investment for me because I believed that it would get me the result that I wanted it to get me. Now, in the beginning of my business, I wasn't investing from a safe space. Like I told you before, I was in this fear-based thought. So I put money into things that were quick fixes, right? I wanted to create email automation. So then rather than building some sort of professional software with Kajabi and you know seamless automation, I was buying you know, one program here and an integration service there. And then I was hiring somebody to do it. And then I was paying somebody for the graphics and I was just like throwing money all over the place. But I didn't really have a clear understanding of what to pay for first. And, you know, this is why inside of the coaching mentorship, teaching you how to build your team is a really important component of those last weeks of the program, because you have to know you have to know what to invest in. You have to understand the difference between a risk versus a faith move. And it's very different when you show up to say, hey, I'm going to invest in something because this is going to move the needle versus I'm going to invest in something because I feel like I'm supposed to. And as an entrepreneur and as a leader, you need to identify the difference. So in the beginning of my business, I invested in shit because I thought I was supposed to and I would see you know, different membership services for, you know, creating Instagram automation or generating hashtags or improving my SEO on Google. And I would throw money at these things because, again, I was focused on low-hanging fruit and I was in a rush to grow my audience. And looking back, not knowing what a worthy investment was was a big problem for me. 
So how do you know what a worthy investment is? Number one, you can't stop thinking about it, okay, first and foremost. It's on your brain. It's on your heart too, right? So it's not just like, oh, this thing keeps coming up. It's like this thing keeps coming up and it's so fucking exciting to me. Number two, you know you have a worthy investment when there's a transformation on the other side. If you can close your eyes and imagine like what life would be like if I invested in this and you open your eyes and you're like, oh my God, life would be amazing. Go for it, right? Take the step, make the decision. A worthy investment is something that transforms you or it transforms your business or it transforms your time freedom, but I'd argue that's kind of you too. So take a moment. The next time you take out your credit card to invest in something, just really ask yourself, does this stretch me? Does this grow me? Does this change me? And if the answer is yes to all three, then you're in the right place. If not, it's time to reassess. But fear and using fear to decide whether or not we should invest in something is the wrong meter to judge. How many times have you been afraid of something and then you do it and you're like, oh my God, that was the best thing ever. You, you need that. You totally need that. And when you invest in things and you're not afraid of them, honestly, they're kind of shitty. Like they're not as great. But if you're excited about your transformation, if you're a little nervous to take out your card, if your heart is racing when you press submit on your checkout, like that is a sign that you're in the right place because that fear is not warning you that something bad is going to happen. That fear is like the old version of yourself dying. And she's like, wait, you're going to transform. Don't leave me. You're going to be a new person. Don't leave me. Does that make sense? Okay. Finally, mistake number five. I didn't focus on finding a support system. Oh, this was so bad. (laughs) My support system was Matt. My poor Matt. Poor Matt. You know, he would come home from work and every day he'd be like, well, how'd it go today? And I would have spent like the whole 12 hours in front of my desk and I would be like burnt out and tired and you know, most days that were good, but then there were a lot of days where I was on a roller coaster and I was stressed out and really doubtful. And I remember him coming home one night. He's like, Lauren, it is so hard to support you. And I'm like, I know, right? This business is so not working. He's like, no, it's not about the results. It's hard to support you because you're in it one minute and you're emotionally disconnected and doubtful the next. And I realized he was so right, right? Like my energy was not staying where it should. My energy was wavering like fucking crazy. So I took a step back and I really started to look at like, okay, well, how am I supposed to feel? Am I supposed to be stressed all the time? Am I supposed to be overwhelmed? I don't fucking know because I don't know anybody else doing this. (laughs) And that was the truth. And, you know, the industry is changing so fast, right? So on top of this feeling of not being emotionally supported, Not having a support system also prevented me from really learning the strategies that were working. And I can even remember like just recently implementing this strategy because I saw somebody else do it. And then a couple of months later, she went on her podcast and was like, oh, yeah, that strategy didn't work. It was terrible. We lost money. And I was like, fuck, no wonder it's not working for us. You know, just because you see somebody who's successful doing something doesn't mean that specific thing that they're doing is working, right? So having a a sisterhood and a support group of women who are at your level or just a little bit behind you or just a little bit ahead of you in that circle, oh my gosh, it's so transformational because you'll be able to find out what's working for the people around you. You'll be able to get emotional support when you need it. You know, it's so funny. I never really knew this was an important thing until I had it. And then I was like, whoa, where's my life been without this? When I was in entrepreneurship, I did a lot of the early months by myself. And then my friend Jen Casey came back into my life. We had known each other in high school and turns out we both ended up becoming entrepreneurs. And so we connected and and really once a week we were getting on calls to talk about, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? And does does that work for you? Oh, that works for you. Great. I'm going to try that. Thanks. Let me give you this. Right. And we would just mastermind and share strategy. And, you know, it's so funny as I got older and found my current sisterhood support team, uh, a group of incredible women. I just absolutely love, like my heart fills up every time I talk about them or think about them. And when I look at that relationship, like it is so freaking important. It is so important to my emotional wellness. It is so important to my relationship with Matt. 
it is so important in my relationship to money and success because I'm challenged by the sisters around me. And when I think about, you know, how this applies to the coaching mentorship, because this is also a really funny thing, your courses and your programs and the offers that you put into the world are very much out of your control sometimes. Like I, when I made the coaching mentorship, I wasn't like, I'm going to build a community, right? Like that wasn't my focus. But now having done the coaching mentorship for, I think this is our, our third year that we've been running this program. Every single time women come to me and say, this sisterhood, oh my God, I made deep friends. I found women who are doing what I'm doing. I'm supported for the first time in my life. I have friends who are trying to succeed the way that I am. And, you know, that allows us to kind of break away from a lot of the conditioning that's been keeping us stuck in our family environment and in our peer-to-peer environment and our current reality. So, you know, the online space is so scary for a lot of people, but it's also incredibly transformational when you have the right people around you. So if you don't, if you're in a place where you're feeling like you don't have support, hold space to receive it. And holding space to receive things isn't about answering the question how. It's like, okay, I want friends. What do they look like? How do they act? What do they focus on? What are their values? What are their priorities? How do they talk to me? When do I hang out with them? How do I hang out with them? What do we do? You know, so those playful questions will allow you to connect in. And that's what I mean when I say hold space, right? Dream up the vision of what those relationships will look like for you. So if you've listened this far, I want to say thank you so much. Five mistakes. I'm, I feel vulnerable that I shared all these with you, but I feel super happy. Coaching mentorship. You can visit B. Um, oh my gosh, I'm saying the wrong link. <laughs> Thecoachingmentorship.com. I'll take you right there. And if you've listened to this episode, two things. Number one, I'd love an honest review from you of the podcast. We give away sweaters to our reviews once a week. And then also just one final beautiful thing. Remember your desires are for you, okay? It's so easy to get lost in this doubt and to say, well, is this the right dream? Is this what I really want? What if this is wrong? Just remember, your desires are for you. That's why they're there. They're meant for you. They're divine and they're from the universe. And only you can grab them. 